Welcome, welcome to another episode of the Talking Shop Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Josh, at Grand Slam Cards, along with Michael over on the Gram at Medium Rare Cards. Hello. It's Cobb, who sometimes is up here, right, but not right now, is uh, in the background producing, and we're ready to talk some shop with you. How goes it? And we're live. Well, and we're live, live to you on a Monday evening. Um, Let me just do a quick rundown. We're going to shake it up a little bit. Uh, We're going to go from this to the opening rip, uh, which we're just going to recap card night and talk about our weekends. Then we're going to talk about what's hitting the shelves at Grand Slam this week. And then a new segment. uh, We're sort of mashing up behind the counter and listener questions, and we're just going to have Jacob throw some topics for the hobby on the screen, and we're going to talk about those. We got just, you're not going to believe this card from the vault. There's a little teaser. And what's even crazier is the stat that Josh is going to hit us with to wrap things up. Two stats. First, yeah, two stats. Two stats. Uh, But first, Josh, what's, what's hitting the shop? Uh, the shelves of the shop this week. Uh, so we've got a few uh, juicy items. Let me take a look at the sheet. So Wednesday is National Treasures Basketball. Get your wallets out. Get your credit <laughs> cards out. This one ain't cheap. I was looking at blowouts price. Uh, I think a four box case is about fourteen or fifteen thousand dollars. If I remember. Yeah, right under $15,000 for a four-box case. So, nice. Uh, yeah, that comes out Wednesday for the big boys. So um, what you're saying is you're probably going to do like a three-case three break? Yeah. We're going to run that? And, it, and it'll probably fill in like an hour. Probably. Not. So, um, also Wednesday, this one's this one's a good one, Tops Chrome Update. Oh, so nice. that comes out Wednesday as well. We'll have that in the shop also. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think. That's probably it for like your good staple sports products this week. Um, we have Lorcana Chapter 2. If you follow us on the socials, you'll know we got more of Chapter 1 in. And still have some of that on the shelf. But Chapter 2 is this Friday. If all goes well, that's going to be really big. Um, There is a Yu-Gi-Oh! product, Valiant Smashers. That comes out Friday. There's a couple other little Pokemon products that come out Friday. So uh, that, I think, is it for releases, new releases this week. Yeah, so um, just a quick reminder on that Topps update. It's Topps Chrome update, correct? Yep. Uh, that the chase there are these MLB debut patches. Uh, they're one of ones. Uh, the players, uh, the any of the rookies this year that are in that product, they had this patch on their sleeve uh, in their first game. Uh, obviously, the player is going to keep the whole jersey, but I think it's a removable patch, and that removable patch will be in in those cards. So. Uh, really exciting. Just not number one. It's a cool product, right? It's going to be game game worn, game used, uh, and uh, it doesn't hurt that it was it was a 
one of the better rookie classes that we've seen uh, in the last few years. So that's Tops Chrome update. How much of that are you getting in the shop? You getting enough, Josh? Yep. Yep, we're getting enough. Yep. Fantastic. So come by the- uh, this this starting Wednesday. We should have some left by the weekend if you're a weekend shopper. Awesome. Um, so let's jump behind the counter just real quick. Uh, we had a well, actually, let's talk about card night this past weekend. Yeah. So uh, this past Saturday, what two nights ago? Get my days mixed up. Uh, we did trade <laughs> night card night card night four over at the Woodhaven gym. Um, it was good. It was our lightest one yet, but we kind of knew that going into it. Um, we s- kind of snuck it in scheduling wise a little bit last minute for a, for a trade night. And there was another big show already scheduled in Charlotte. So we knew it would be a little bit lighter, but still great turnout. If you take a look at a trade night turnout, it's just insane. The turnout, um, for a card show, it's light. So, there's our, our middle ground. That's why we call it a card night. It's kind of in between those two. So, uh, but it was fun. I sold some stuff and had fun talking to everybody. And thanks to everyone that came out and took part in it. Absolutely. I was there as well. Um, and I know that some folks were like, wow, uh, this is more of a Pokemon show. And uh, I thought that was a good thing because for me, while I'm a I'm a sports card guy, the Pokemon um, vibe that Card Night uh, takes on sometimes really does bring out more more of the younger kids. I know yeah. that there are some younger kids that, and we love them. We see them at every Card Night and every Trade Night, and that's just the future of the hobby. But um, to see the young kids out there so super knowledgeable some of them are super knowledgeable about pokemon it just blows my mind i can't even i can't even pronounce half the cards and they know exactly what they're looking at they know exactly what they're looking for uh, and it's super super impressive so i thought that was a neat a neat part um of card night we were purposeful about getting some more pokemon there uh i would say it was half and half yeah definitely i don't think it was majority pokemon it was definitely half half and half, which is a good. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, that was, uh, card card night four. And I think we're maybe thinking about maybe doing another one, uh, fairly soon. I know that you don't want me to put a date out there because you don't want to get nailed down for a date. <laughs> yes. Um, we're, we're thinking about doing another one, Josh. Um, and you, you were thinking maybe we would, get a little creative on the next one yeah so we're going to do a little something different we haven't pinned down what it is but we want to combine it with something else to make it very unique (laughs) and uh i can't i can't say if it'll be in december it's possible if it's not in december december it'll be early in january we've got you know a busy holiday season coming up so we'll see but uh we'll market the heck out of it and it'll be something well, it'll be something unique. And that's the thing, right? I, I think I think just the holiday season just gets super busy uh, before you know it. I can't I cannot believe um there's like six weeks left in this year, which is yeah. it's that's bananas uh to me. So um well we're looking for it. It was I I would deem it a success. 
like you said, it's sort of we're caught in between like a pure trade night and a pure card show. Uh, and so uh, I had a blast. It was good hanging out, um, you know, hearing Josh yeah. and and uh, this, the other another Michael uh, talking about the 94 49ers like it was yesterday um, was a sight to behold. I was like, Man, <laughs> holy cow. I need to, I need to um, brush up on my mid '90s football trivia knowledge. Holy mackerel! It was it was impressive. It was yeah, impressive. That's, funny. that's part of the trade nights too. Even if you're not buying, selling, or trading, you're just hanging out, talking shop with with everyone that comes through. So, yep, it's our it's our. If we had that turnout for trade night at the shop, we just can't fit everyone in there. And so, good problem to have. Absolutely. Well, we're going to bring Jacob onto the screen. He's going to be up in the corner there. Come on the screen there, Jacob. Hey, it's Cobb on on (laughs) IG. Good having you here. Uh, We're going to mix things up a little bit. And uh, Jacob has uh, curated some topics that (laughs) that Josh and I are either going to debate, agree on, uh, or say that they're awful topics and we get to blame it on somebody else so jacob what's our first topic we're talking well about of tonight? course the first one is going to be wrestling related and <laughs> there's a guy darren Ravel, who has been claiming that the leaf dwayne johnson the rock autos are fake whereas leaf obviously has been saying they're real people are finding pictures of the rock signing sticker autos he never has signed a sticker auto He's never signed as Dwayne Johnson. So the CMO of Leaf is actually going to be doing an interview next week talking about the authenticity of the cards. I would say that takes cojones to call out a company like Leaf and a and a person like The Rock. Is this just maybe a clickbait? A little little bad marketing's better than no marketing. Bad he swears up and down that there's no chance they're real. And of course, Leaf swears they are legit. Well, yeah. Well, if The Rock only signs autographs as The Rock, when he sees Dwayne Johnson autographs, he probably doesn't have anything to compare it to. Well, one second, and I will pull up a picture supposedly of him signing the autographs. But I will. We can come back to that if you'd like. No, so, I mean, let, let me let, let's let's volley this thing around. How in the world would a company like Leaf get away with yeah, using the Rock's image and likeness and 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 do this on on the sly? There's no way. This is. There's no way these are fake. Or are they like? How would they do this? This this would bury the company. Right. Well, they had issues supposedly. This is all hearsay with their Pop Century release with one of the guys saying that he did not sign those. In fact, then they came forward and said that he didn't sign them. So there's a precedence with them putting out fake autos. Yeah. Or or an autograph with maybe some. Uh, controversy around it. Maybe in Leaf's defense, they're under the impression these are real. That kind of looks like me from the side, doesn't it? <laughs> I've never seen him from this angle. This caught me off guard. I, mean, I thought arms, it was you. My Josh. arms are a, my arms are a little bigger, but they're a little bigger. But um, I can. 
raise the eyebrow. I, I don't know, man. Yes, Derek. Uh, Derek just chimed in. Yes, we did. He did. Say, we did say Darren Ravel. So, um, and he's he's been on a bit of a hot streak, uh, coming off of the um, you know card porn scandal. I think he broke that news. So um, he, I would, I would say that he is a reliable source. But if this if this is true, I mean, Leaf. I mean, that's just. They, with everything going on in the hobby, um, I, I just I just think it would be foolish for them to to do something like this and yeah. and risk people thinking that because what's going to happen is people are going to say, well, if the rocks autos are fake, then all of them are fake from Leaf, which is not true, right? But you know, public perception becomes yeah, reality. It just, sometimes. it just makes it uh, a little more iffy. Yeah, and people. Are I would be very saying, curious. Go ahead. I'd be very curious to hear what Leaf has to say about it. If they, they might be able to just blow this out of the water and and say, in fact, here's a footage of the Rock signing this exact card. You know, that yeah, cool. Jacob. I know you're a wrestling guy. I mean, does this? And you've been asking about this product, and being you've been very interested in this product. Product does this sort of sour? Your yeah, this is the main this? selling point, and especially yeah. a lot of people were saying they have like Mount Rushmore cars with like four autos of the biggest names in wrestling. The Rock has been the one missing every single time. Yeah, he may not be on yours, but it's hard to argue. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also, he hasn't signed a card since 2005, and everybody has been wondering like, how did Leaf land the Rock of all the companies that has had wrestling? How did Leaf get him? Yeah, I just I still go back to Michael's Michael's comment of that's just too much to lose, too easy to, too hard to fake, and too too much to lose. Yeah, too much on the line. Well, you said that interview is going off next week. That's what they said. Okay, well we'll have an update for you then. All right, next next topic, next story. The next thing is the LeBron James and Bronny James dual auto that is on the thumbnail. Yeah, so. This I saw this hit, and it was probably within three days of the Otani Ruth uh, image that came out. And really, what I want to do is sort sort of park here for a second, unpack this. Um, number one, Josh, Jacob, what's your take on this card? And then we'll move on to, and I don't know if you have an image of the Ruth uh, Otani card, but good thing, Josh. Bad thing. What yeah. do you think of this? No, this is cool. It makes me makes me think of other cards like maybe the Ken Griffey, a Ken Griffey Jr. slash Ken Griffey Sr. dual auto. That would be a sweet one to have. I mean, well, it, it's uh, yet to be seen if Bronny's going to actually be able to play in the NBA at a high level. You know, you know, because of his dad, he's going to get a shot. But yeah, this is a uh, I love when they put a few just like unicorn chasers in these product. It does make it fun and shines a spotlight on that product and gives everybody a chance to win something that could be potential life changing money, which this card would probably be. If it doesn't change your life, it at least change your year. Yeah. The other side of this uh, that I've been seeing is that since LeBron has only been signing for upper deck for the last, I don't know, decade, uh, there's just not a lot of LeBron James autos out there. Yeah. 
No. And I'm not saying that him now signing for Fanatics is going to maybe water down the market, but it's certainly going to affect it. Um, as far as LeBron James and Bronny James being on the same card, I hope for the sake of this kid, Bronny James, that he isn't the thing that devalues the card. Like the, you have some dual autos or some multiple yeah. autos on a card and that it's just like, you know, one, one of these things is not like the other. Um, and it actually take it detracts from the card. I'm hoping he has the sort of career that it doesn't detract from, from the card. That's, that's yeah, all I'm hoping being, for. There's enough pressure on the kid as it stands. Yeah. Being, being his, his blood, I, I think there's going to be a, a, a lot of, cause it's still, even though the guy on the right, isn't LeBron James, it's still so closely connected to LeBron that LeBron collectors are not. I get it. I, would, I get it. But I mean, not we, good. well, I mean, let's 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 take a step back from that like would you rather have a gold um gold on card auto of Bo Bichette or would you rather have a gold on card auto of Dante Bichette and Bo Bichette well Dante Bichette wasn't the all-time leading scorer of a particular sport so I I get it like if but both both players I think have to be at some sort of a like a like you're never going to get to the equal level with LeBron James and Bronny James. That's never going to happen. I feel sorry for this kid in that sense that he's going to be in the shadow for his whole life. I call it the but, Dale Earnhardt syndrome. You're going to have to unpack that a little bit. Well, D- Dale Earnhardt Jr. was never going to be what his dad was, so he constantly lived in the shadows. If you go back and look, he wasn't that bad of a NASCAR driver. Right. But look what he had to live up to. Now, but – it, let's if we're talking about that, um, his autos are still sought after though. Like I don't know if Bronny James's autos are, are going to ever be sought after as much as his dad's. Like I, I and if we go way. back to the Bo Bichette, Dante Bichette, I've never even seen a Dante Bichette auto. Well, you know, I don't lived. know if I've ever seen a Fernando Tati Senior auto. Like I don't know if that sort of thing would detract from a from from the card. Yeah, I just think those players aren't on the here here would be an example to really compare apples to apples. In ten years, would you rather have this card out of Bowman Chrome U from this year with LeBron and Bronny on it, or would you rather have a LeBron James only autograph out of this same set that wasn't a one of one? I think this card will stay very desirable because it's a one of one. And, uh, oh, Derek says, anyone remember Michael Jordan's son? He never made it. Well, stay tuned, Derek, for our uh, card from the vault. It involves Michael Jordan and it involves an autograph. So stay tuned. You'll like to see this. Uh, Jeremy Allman says, if Josh and Michael would sign a card, it would be the best dual auto. I can't disagree, but Michael would bring the value of it down. <laughs> oh, hey. You know it's coming. That's not nice. All right. Uh, let's bring up the next dual auto card. Do you have that ready? Yep. Here he goes. Shohei and Babe. So this is the one that resonates with me. Right? This is a lot Shohei. 
this is life change. This would be life changing. And it brings up, uh, and, and just another point about this card, there's the batting version of this card and then the pitching version of this card, which is yeah. even crazier to think. It's a very, that. very clever take on that card. Yeah, they did absolutely. two of these one of ones, both autographed. Bananas. It would have been but nicer made... if they could have got Babe to sign the card, though, and not a piece of paper. I know what a slacker, but it just made me think. Like, and we just saw the Brawny James LeBron James dual auto. This is out there now as a chase. Is this the greatest dual auto in the history of sports cards? It's better than the other one. We'll. Oh. We'll know the answer to that in 10 years, right? <laughs> what if Shohei I, I don't know. It, what, what he's done already, he's a, I think he's a lock for the Hall of Fame. He could retire tomorrow and be in the Hall of Fame. Beep, that would be, I think we could debate that. We, yeah, that's what we're doing. He's, but I, he's I, won I, nothing. He's been injured more than he's healthy. He's had what? A, a two seasons, one season where he stayed healthy, one season where he hit thirty or forty home runs. I mean, he's also I, done I, nothing. He's also done something nothing nobody has ever done on this level, including Babe Ruth. And Babe Ruth so hasn't done anything in years. <laughs> That's a great point. Another, um, he's a slacker. It's falling off. Yeah, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree. We're gonna agree to disagree on this. Hall of Fame right now. If he retires, no. There's a lot of guys that have done things that have never been done in the history of a sport. Hit X amount of home runs and X amount of games in a row, and still are not worthy of the Hall of Fame. So, do I think Shohei will end up there? I, I do if he stays remotely healthy, but he's not pitching next year. What if he never pitches again? And what if he's a career 290 and 38 home run guy there's a lot of guys doing that right now so could this be the greatest card in the history of cards i mean no greatest dual auto not greatest card obviously it could be but what about i would put the triple kobe lebron jordan Right up uh, on it, yes. I agree. That's but for close. the baseball side, there's probably not a whole lot that could outdo this, especially if Shohei continues to have a decent, a good career. That's a great point. But I, I do think I do think there are un, going to be other challengers 10 years from now. Um, You're going to see we this don't, more often. Yeah, we, we, we are, number one, that's a great point. We are going to see things like this more often because I think Fanatics is onto something here. But you've got Arch Manning come. Oh, that? sorry. I meant you're going to see some more of these Japanese guys come over that hit and pitch, or you're going to start seeing that. You know how Curry has changed the NBA game with the three point. I think you're going to see, and it might take five more years. You're going to see these players that can hit and pitch and do both. I think Shohei will be the precedent for that. A player that can do it at. MVP level on both sides. I already, you already hear about some of these guys over there in Japan that are looking at coming over here that are doing Otani like things. So you're saying he might not be the attraction that he is now. I think he'll be the 
I think he'll be the the pioneer, the Mount Rushmore of the pinnacle of it. Probably you're making my you're making my Hall of Fame right now argument for me. You know that, right? No, because he hasn't done anything. If he were to retire, you just right said now. he's like changing a generation of Japanese players. How does that not put him in the Hall of Fame right now? I think he might be bringing more awareness because it takes more than it takes more than that to get in the Hall of Fame. It takes a career of statistics. You idiot! <laughs> yes. You wanted me to be edgy. Yes, I mean, Josh is hangry. I love you it. Wanted to be angry, Josh. I love it. Let's just keep this going until he starts chewing his left arm off because he, he didn't prepare enough for the podcast that we've been doing for a year and a half. He knows this was going to happen. I don't know why he didn't eat. <laughs> you guys plan these at six o'clock after I've worked all day by myself <laughs> and not eaten just to get me angry. You hear this, guys? You hear this, guys? Um, before we get off of this topic, what other dual autos would we like to see maybe in some other sports? Like I was thinking, <clears throat> could you imagine a, a, a Wayne Gretzky, Connor McDavid card? That Leaf would probably be... has one. <laughs> They're making them up right now in the back room. No, Leaf does that. Hulk Hogan, <laughs> Ric Flair, they do Sean some wild Michael. stuff. They do some awesome stuff. It's too bad that they don't get more love because how yeah. about a dual I mean, auto from your specific go-to sport all three of us will say which one we want oh i've got one go ahead Ooh. he said I've brady got, and me well <laughs> i've got a couple i've got a couple what if you did obviously i, I went to brady montana You can't go more than three autos to make it realistic. So right. Brady, Montana, and then we'd throw another goat in there. And see, that's the thing working against Brady that shows off his greatness, right? He's so far, I think, on the football spectrum. He's like unequivocally the goat of goats when it comes to Super Bowl rings and just stats. Right. That he would almost, it would almost, anybody else would get, overshadowed on that card. I think that's what's working against them. Almost every other sport, there's like a debate on who the greatest ever was. Uh, yeah. And in, on the football side of things. Um, oh, I thought of it. It could be a dual auto, Tom Brady, and have him in a Patriots uniform, and then Tom Brady and have him in a Bucks uniform, and he autographed it again, and then have Tom Brady in an Expos uh, uniform. And the love affair. The triple Continues. auto. You want to throw in the Wolverines? Auto. Didn't he play for the Wolverines too? Yeah, the Michigan. Yeah, we, we got to keep it all pro though. <laughs> um, yeah, I think on the hockey side, Derek Derek chimed in. Bedard, uh, Gretzky, Sydney, uh, Ovechkin. Uh, that's a that's a good one. Um, I'd love to see I, this. May be out there. Chime in if you've seen this in the comments. I'd love to see like a Jack Nicholas Tiger Woods card. I think that would be sweet. Like a Jack Nicholas, maybe Arnold Palmer, Tiger Woods, and Rory McElroy. Uh, so, so I know you said three, but you got two of the greats from another era, and then two modern greats um, on the baseball side of things. It's going to be tough to 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 beat this. Um, you know, this is the one that everybody's chasing now. 
basketball. Who who would we like to see on the I basketball mean, side of things? Jordan, Kobe, LeBron would just yeah. be. And that's the that triple card. logo man. That does that exist? Yeah. Is there one? The triple logo man exists. Yeah. Um, I think it's maybe has the record for the most expensive basketball card that's ever sold. Maybe I think that's right. Yeah, it's tough to beat. Tough that to would beat. be. I mean, it doesn't get any. It doesn't get much better than that. But not autograph. That would be cool. That would. Be what cool. about pa- Patriot fan? It would be. And all jokes aside, but Brady, Gronk, and Edelman. That would be a sweet. That card probably it probably doesn't exist because Brady doesn't have a ton of autos out there. But think of that. Like you could also do that for sports teams. Like maybe three of really, really influential players on a, on a team. That's some decades. Yeah. Yeah. There was a card in the shop the other day. Um, it wasn't anything special. I think we had it in the case or it's on eBay or something, but it's little Jersey pieces of Bo Jackson, Deion Sanders, Russell Wilson, and Tim Tebow. So all guys that have played pro duels, pro sports. So, Ruth Mantle Judge, ooh, or Ruth Mantle Jeter, it'd probably be my, I would, I, and I love Judge more than Jeter, but if you're going Yankees, epic, yeah. Ruth Mantle Jeter, that would be amazing. Absolutely. Well, that debate, uh, and I love your take on this, Josh, that in 10 years, um, heck, in 10 years, isn't Brady's kid playing football now? In 10 years, he'll be 25. I mean, yeah, I I'd be shocked if he's if he's worthy of the NFL. You know, yeah. I think it's just it's so much harder there than it is like hard. It is hard. Player. But I mean, Arch Manning is going to be probably drafted in the next two to three years. Imagine that would be really <laughs> cool. Peyton Eli Archie. Yep. And you know so, those will exist. Absolutely. So what makes this card so much juicier is it's Babe Ruth. It's so long ago you got to get his autograph cut off of something. And so that's what'll give this card legs to being untouchable because you just don't see Babe Ruth stuff. Yeah. I had a guy, here's a fun story. A dude called the shop uh, like six months ago and he's from like up, he's up in like the Boston area and he bought a Babe Ruth big framed picture with a Babe Ruth cut autograph on it. And on the back of the picture, it said Grand Slam Collectibles, Rock Hill, South Carolina. And it was a really old, he had, this had somehow come from this shop probably 30 years ago. And he was just wondering if we knew any history of it or anything, but it was a really cool piece, sent pictures of it. Um, They're buried somewhere. I should probably try to find them in my email, but it, was, it had a Babe Ruth cut autograph in the framing and it, a big Babe Ruth picture, but had an old worn out Grand Slam Rock Hill uh, tag on the back of it, which I thought that's was cool. cool. That's cool. All right, Jacob, any more headlines we can kick around? Uh, I was just scrolling through in the pregame and I saw Brian Gray tweet out something, so I figured we could take Here's a look at that. a story of a lovely lady. <laughs> Not a lovely lady. <laughs> Uh, something about tops not honoring a replacement card for a product that came out a year ago. I don't even think I mentioned this to you guys in the pregame. No. So what's the story here? This is Brian Gray chiming in, taking well, some, this is Brian some shade Gray. and tops. 
<laughs> Hold the F on. You tell me cards are no longer cards. After one year, they're memorabilia. What planet did these, ho- <laughs> did these hobby invaders I love it. He calls from? them hobby invaders. No kidding. You got to so, follow him if you have Twitter. That's for sure. He's and good, then he's this is what follower. it's in response to. Okay. For those of you guys listening, let me. I'll read this. Look, after looking into the information you have provided, and this is this is from Tops to one of their customers. I'm sorry that your purchase of Tops product came from, with damaged items. Since this case of Tops UK baseball was released over a year ago, we cannot accept a claim for these. Tops is only able to issue replacements for current year products due to available inventory once a product has reached its one year anniversary it is considered memorabilia in which case we no longer hold replacements for that product i cannot believe this got out through any sort of customer service yeah i think here's my take on it i think that typed out reason is foolish but i think it's standing on the legs of like a one-year warranty you know what i mean how far back do they have to go to replace products for people you know there has to be some sort of a deadline and a lot of brands use one-year warranties on everything because one year is enough time for you to buy the product open it find out if it's been damaged and then and then for them to responsibly be able to replace that after a year it's like but you buy a box of 86 tops still sealed and something's damaged and you want them to no, they have to put an expiration date of some kind on it, but calling it no longer a card and now it's memorabilia seems maybe a little drop it, dropping the ball. I, I think that's weird because I've seen recently that people are getting, and I can't speak for other sports. I just follow wrestling, but they're getting like four or five year old tops redemptions back in the mail it's not the exact card they sent off, but they're still getting on-card autos that have not been redeemed yet. I just think on the customer service part, on the customer service side of this, this is an awful response. Yeah, this may be an internal thing. This may be something that they're supposed to stand by, but this is fixable. This is this is basically telling this person, we don't care about your business. That's 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 my take on it. This is absolutely fixable easy to make the customer happy here for them to send this response i think was foolish uh and i am hoping this isn't uh uh this isn't going to be what happens uh on a large scale i am hoping that this is uh, an isolated event that um that fanatics tops fanatics uh, regardless of um the policy that that they can make this right. It's just this is crazy to me. Is Brian calling the is Brian calling fanatics the uh, card invaders? Is that who he's referring to there? Obviously not tops. Tops has been around forever, but he's referring to fanatics, right? When he says hobby invaders. Yes. Bananas. <laughs> Bananas. Josh, let me just let me just throw this back on you. I mean, you are you are like a stickler for customer service. You've, you've, we've talked about this in private. You've talked about this publicly on this show. What's your take on this customer service-wise? 
Like I know that there's policy uh, that that we have to stick by, that there are things that are going to have a shelf life, but I mean, what's your take on this? Yeah. In all my years of customer service, it was kind of like someone brought in um, a product that the expiration date was gone or is out of warranty. You take care of them the first time you explain that you're going outside of the rules to take care of this for them. And we'll do this for you, but we won't be able to do it again. It just, you're just weeding out abuse at that point where the customer is just abusing the the rules. So yeah, I've always come from a background where you give the customer the benefit of the doubt the first time and you take care of them. And then after that, a second time, a third time, they're, they're proving themselves to be someone that just is abusing the system to take advantage of it. So yeah, you hear about sometimes, uh, you know, Dairy Queen, one of its managers tells a customer to whatever that does that mean that Dairy Queen as a whole thinks that way? Or did one employee mess up and make it look bad for the company? This is one of those instances where it goes public because the right person like Brian Gray makes it go public and he has a big enough platform. But uh, it's probably something where top says, Ooh, this is bad press. We're going to quickly alleviate this and let it be known. We take care of our customers and, and it'll happen a dozen more times quietly and people without platforms like Brian Gray will just have to suck it up. And I mean, I'll tell you now I've been here six or seven years at this store. The previous owner had passed away, I think a year or two before I'd been here. So we're looking at now we're looking at seven, eight, nine years and I'm still getting redemption cards for the previous owner. And they're sending me, they're sending the store just, just no name autographs of players on cards. They were no longer able to fulfill eight years later. So I mean, if I was Brian Gray, I could tweet that out there and the, and the hobby could laugh at them and they would maybe need to adjust, but no one outside of our little podcast here is going to hear hear about that and we just roll right. our eyes and we make we talk smack about fanatics and then that's the that's the end of it but maybe if enough stink from enough higher ups gets made you know maybe that can can do something well <clears throat> i think that we can put a pin in that discussion Guys, let us know if this hobby news section is something that you guys want to hear more of. If there's a news story that you want Josh and I to sort of debate, kick around, get Jacob's take on it as well, let us know. Send those in. We'd love to hear from you. Um, Real quick, before we get to a card from the shop, which is you guys are not going to believe this card, I do want to... um, Remind you guys that on Black Friday, the Friday after Thanksgiving, uh, Josh and the shop have a big event. Josh, tell them about this. So we're going to do a, it is Black Friday, but it is also Black Saturday. We'll be doing this. So we're going to do some uh, store-wide sales, but the biggest part of this um, weekend is going to be Specifically bulk singles, but singles in general, we're going to do a big store-wide sale and we were going to blow out a bunch of our $10 and below cards because we have a lot of them. And uh, I, I don't know if we've come up with a percentage yet, call it 40% off or something, whatever it's going to be, it's going to be a really big discount on bulk stuff so we can move it all in big 
big chunks. And so if you have any desire to go through one, three, five, ten dollar cards and get them for a fraction of the price, Black Friday, Black Saturday that weekend. And then in the store, we're going to do some cool, fun uh, sale price stuff to move some things. Maybe that are a little bit slower. Uh, just do a big, big sale that weekend. So if you're out shopping, come by the shop. Good, good. Good opportunity if you're a whatnotter or whatever you do with these singles to get a bunch of nice lower end singles, buy them in bulk and get them cheap. So you will see more uh, advertising on that if you follow us on on the socials. Fantastic. All right, Josh, we've been teasing this. It's time for a card from the shop. I wish we had a drum roll, but I saw this card. I saw this card Saturday night and had to do a, a little bit of a double take. But uh, if, I don't know if you got to change your camera angle up here, but uh, let, let's go to Card from the Vault. So we teased earlier that this card um, it involves Michael Jordan. It involves being autographed, and it's even numbered. So I'm going to switch the camera view so y'all get a get a good look at it. And tell me if you've seen this: a Michael Jordan <laughs> auto. <laughs> Number two nine ninety nine. This is authentic, folks. Um, Michael Jordan was drafted in two thousand and uh, signed nine hundred and ninety nine <laughs> of these. So, just to be clear, this isn't the Michael Jordan, but it it's is a, a Michael Jordan. <laughs> and uh, we thought about, and then we thought better of it to. Uh, to announce that at the next trade night, $5 raffle and the winner will win a numbered <laughs> Michael Jordan autographed card. <laughs> oh my goodness. But we wouldn't do that to you. We're not like that. We love y'all. But there it goes. I, I had never seen this card. I had never seen this player. The customer showed this to us at the show. And the first thing I said was, that's not Jordan's autograph. I've seen Jordan's <laughs> autograph a million times and that's not it. And I just was so lost and confused <laughs> until I realized this is a legit Michael Jordan it autograph. Is. It is. Oh, but I, like another customer said, they'd never known Michael Jordan to sit down and sign 999. Could you imagine yeah. Michael Jeffrey Jordan sitting down signing a thousand cards? Not a chance. Not. There it is. You saw it on this podcast, a numbered sage, Michael Jordan. Uh, is it coincidental too? They've got him in a red oh, jersey cool. with, isn't that crazy? Uh, yeah. Good, there good go. on sage. Sorry, got good on sage. Teased you a little bit. Um, <laughs> but there it is. The card, card from the shop. Hey, before we get, before Josh uh, gets to his two crazy stats, uh, Seven Cards is asking, will doors open at the regular time on Black Friday and Saturday? Josh, what that, say you? That is a great question, Seven. Um, we hadn't decided that yet, but I can tell you right now, we normally open on 11. We'll be open before then. So probably, you know, I, if I had a gun to my head, I'd say probably nine o'clock. We're not going to do anything crazy super early. That's just you get into this hobby and this business, it's it's because you're not a morning person, and so I'm not getting up at the crack of dawn. But that's not Michael a thing. gets up. Michael gets up at like four thirty. <laughs> that well, hold on, wait a minute. No, you can't. That's a that's a gross generalization. If you're in this hobby that you, you don't like. You're like a morning person. That's not true. 
find any card shop that opens before 9 a.m. And I don't mean gaming or part of a mall. I'm talking a sports card shop that opens before 9 a.m. Find one. That's your homework before before next week. Josh. Most of them are closed Friday. The first thing we did <laughs> when we bought this store was we opened, or I mean Monday. We opened Monday. A lot of card shops are closed Sunday, Monday. And we said, first thing we're doing, opening Monday. Look at that. Derek says he's right. The one I went to as a kid opened at one. That's because we like to sleep in, Michael. Uh, not all of us are. Derek, are, you were my favorite. Not anymore. You can't take Josh. Not all of like us that. are these weird freaks like you that get Whatever. up at five in the morning <laughs> to exercise. I can't even walk straight when I get up in the morning. Oh, uh, well, if you've made it this far, made it through our shenanigans, please subscribe, like, comment leave a review let us know how we're doing and how wrong josh is about that join with me all morning card collectors you gotta stay oh, strong i got a text from a customer that must be watching and can't <laughs> comment he says what about a hank aaron ronald acuna dual auto one of one Ooh. that would be pretty sweet little braves fans Absolutely. Are we doing stat Josh. now? Yep. Two Crazy stat of the week. Take us out. So we have two. Um, before I show that one, this is kind of a famous picture. Have you ever seen this picture? I'll show it on my phone here. It's an old. Whoa, there it went. It's an old. Come on. There we go. Oh, and then I'll even blow it up some more. So. If you read the sign, it says bubble gum with five picture card. So this is how baseball cards used to come way back in the 50s. They would advertise it as bubble gum, and then you got five picture cards inside of there. So I just every cool. time I see this, I think it's so amazing to see where the hobby started and where what it has grown to yeah. and how it stemmed from being a package of bubble gum with picture cards in it. So yeah. that wasn't my stat. I just thought that was really cool, and I saved that picture. Um, here's the stat. Um, it says there are a million crazy baseball facts out there, but the craziest is that for 20 years, and I verified this, it was from 1981 to I think 2001, every MLB team's schedule was handmade by a husband and wife duo. And we thought that was so crazy that I went and looked it up. They were actually featured in an ESPN 30 for 30 because they actually did that. Um, that's pretty crazy. And I, from then. That's that's so crazy. I don't care if it was on a 30 for 30. I still refuse to believe it. That's so, nuts. For 20 years? Come on. By hand? Yeah. yeah. It says in mean, MLB's on. attempt to outsource the position, they spoke to several companies that would use software to randomize the schedule. The technology, however, would fall short and didn't fulfill MLB's strict guidelines. Evidently, technology was only part of the answer. So Henry and Holly Stevenson, the duo, uh, they developed a computer system as well. Uh, it had fallen short as well. So they, they picked it up. Uh, Henry picked up the slack using nothing more than a pencil and paper. It wasn't an easy task. It says they were responsible for scheduling 2,430 games played by 30 teams in just 180 days, which would be a season, uh, 
It said, to make the process even more complicated, the league also allowed special requests from individual teams. She says New York always had a long list. So there it is. Now, from that point when they stopped doing that, I think in 01 until now, it's uh, there is software that randomizes it now. But uh, that was an amazing fact that did take place. The schedules were handmade. Um, and then I want to end with this one because it's kind of funny. Um, hey, before you end on that, there you go. I was about to say, come back on camera. Yeah, there we go. So uh, this one is, um, says, if you ever think you're not appreciated, just remember that Tim Fortugno, he was a pitcher in the major leagues, was once traded for a bucket of baseballs. <laughs> and so, so like the other stat, I thought, is that is that real? Well, let me just 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 give you the um, the actual story. It says in '89, Tim was pitching for $500 a month for the Reno Silver Sox, just hoping someone would notice him. After a start against the Milwaukee Brewers team in Stockton, the Brewers noticed. The Brewers offered Patton $2,500 to buy Tim's contract. Patton kept saying he was worth more than that, and he insisted that he had to get more. Finally, the Brewers relented. They gave Patton the $2,500, but they threw in 12 dozen baseballs. So there it was. It wasn't, they bought out his contract, and then the icing on the cake was he was traded for what, 12 dozen, 144 baseballs. If you're ever not feeling appreciated, at least you've not been traded for baseballs. Well, Josh, I appreciate you. Jacob, I appreciate you. Thanks for spending some time. Uh, with us, for you guys that are here listening live, if catching this on the recording, thank you guys. Um, we will see you guys next week. Bye. Peace.